When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to another edition of Talking Out Loud. I am your host, Drew. A lot to get to on today's portion of the program. I want to thank you all for tuning in. As always, appreciate all the response to the John Bedell episode last week. I uh, heard a lot of nice things from a lot of people. Uh, sounds like you, everyone enjoyed it. Uh, hopefully you stuck around for the Barking Out Loud at, towards the end of the show because that means you're a Browns fan if you did. But if not, that's okay. We, we appreciate you listening all the same. Uh, since we last were all together, Dayton played two games. They went remarkably different from one another. We're going to start with the game on Tuesday night at LaSalle in the joke of a gymnasium that is Tom Gola Arena, uh, half-filled, basically a high school gym. Dayton uh, doesn't play their best. They don't really bring the energy uh they don't shoot the ball particularly well, uh, except for a couple minutes there in the second half from Javon Bennett, and they win by ten. And they win by twelve, uh, sixty-six to fifty-four. So you know, no pictures on the scorecard. Dayton does what they need to do. Uh, they they defeat LaSalle in Philadelphia. First things first in the LaSalle game. I need to talk about Kale Beers. Now you you might be thinking, who is Kale Beers? Well, I will tell you. Kale Beers was the man on play-by-play for ESPN+. Plus. I think he is connected to the LaSalle program. Uh, and listen, I'm not going to pile on him here. I'm not going to, you know, I'm sure he's a, a tremendous individual. I'm sure he's a, an extremely nice guy. A guy you'd like to have a beer with, per se. But uh, the pow, every time LaSalle made a, made a three-pointer, it, it was a, a very loud pow ringing into your ears. I know it irked many, many of you out there who are listening. I saw, from what I could see on Twitter, uh, many, many people were... Not very uh, thrilled. Uh, weren't a fan of Kale Beers just yelling pow every time LaSalle hit a three. So uh, we just wanted to start it off there. There you go. Bet you didn't think I'd start the show off with Kale Beers. Also, one other note on him. 
is the first name Kale with the last name Beers. Is is this the most egregious misuse of a first name in history? Uh, if you have ones that are worse, please do reach out to me at DrewBW on Twitter and let me know because uh, uh, Beers is such a strong, strong last name that you can pair with so many great first names. And you land, and this guy's parents landed on Kale. Kale. K-A-L-E. Kale Beers. Kale Beers doesn't sound appetizing at all. Not even a little bit. But I digress. Uh, let's talk about LaSalle a little bit here in the Atlantic 10. Um, so the Atlantic 10 has 15 teams in it currently. Uh, an odd number, which is something you don't see very often in college sports. You don't see conferences with odd number teams very often due to scheduling, due to you know, many other factors. Uh, if I had to vote one team off the island of the Atlantic 10, uh, it would easily be LaSalle. Their facilities are just are, are terrible. Uh, that gym is awful. And I'm not just saying this because Dayton has not had a great amount of success, success there in my time watching them. LaSalle used to be a pretty darn good program. They used to field some quality teams, and you know they fit right into the conference. But nowadays with – with where they've gone as a school and what direction they've gone, they just they don't belong in the Atlantic 10, in my opinion. And that might irk some people in the LaSalle community if this finds their ears. Um, you know, I'm sorry for I'm sorry to you. Um, I apologize, but I actually not really. I don't because quite frankly, it's it's a joke that teams in the Atlantic 10 have to go to Tom Gola Arena and play. And you, you all you gotta do is just take a look at your surroundings. The gym was half full. There are MEAC schools that have bigger gyms than LaSalle does. They can't even fill it up with the 16th team in the country coming in to play. It, it's just, it's it's in bad taste. It, I just don't think they are up to par to be in this league anymore. And I, I truly do believe that the, the A-10 should look to, in a way, to remove them. Now, I don't know how all that works. Um, I don't know if there's contracts involved. I don't know what all all that entails or what all goes into it. But for in my opinion, LaSalle should be gone. They, they have lights out in their scoreboard, which are scoreboards that I saw when I played high school basketball 10 years ago. And it's, it's, it's a joke. They're one in five in the league. They, they've been pretty non-competitive in a lot of games this year. I just think it's time for LaSalle to go. And again, Dayton wins 66-54. Not much to write home about. Deron Holmes has 22 points, 9 of 16 from the field. Uh, they shoot five of nineteen from three, twenty six percent, which isn't very good. But you know, you live and you learn. And they only took eight free throws, so they're only thirteen free throws in the game. The refs definitely let them play on Tuesday night. Um, not many free throws. Dayton didn't really attack the basket all too much. They they settled quite a bit for threes, but you know, with the way Dayton's been shooting the ball this year, you can hardly fault them for that. And another thing is Dayton did a really good job defensively. I thought. Um, you know, for as bad as they played on the offensive end, I thought they played pretty darn good on defense. Uh, you hold them to 21 of 59 shooting. They were 8 of 29 from 3 for 27%. Uh, they only scored 54 points. Only one player, uh, Mar- the Marrero kid who came in off the bench, uh, had 13. He made three threes. So he was the only scorer in double figures for them. And, you know, Dayton takes care of their business. And, you know, Dayton was not shooting the ball well, as I said before, but Javon Bennett came through in some clutch moments when LaSalle, uh, you know, LaSalle cut it to three at one point and Bennett hit a three to get us back to six. I think he may have done it again. And so those are big, timely shots from him. He was he started 0 of 2, finished 3 of 5 from from three point from the three-point line. So you know, 
all in all, you'll take that from Javon Bennett, and uh, that kid certainly does not lack the confidence to shoot the basketball, and that's the kind of mentality shooters have, man. For as crazy as it may drive you, watching Javon Bennett shoot, and you know, I don't know if his three-point percentage has gotten above 30% yet, but so he did raise his three-point percentage to 30.4% last night, so you know, trending in the right direction, certainly. He had 22 against Rhode Island the other night, shot 80% from three in that game at 13 last night, so that's two games in a row. He's finished in, in double figures. So if you can get double-figure scoring out of Javon Bennett, uh, that is going to do nothing but open up everything else within your offense, within your team, uh, moving forward. So Dayton does what they need to do. Uh, just win, baby. Again, that's a just win, baby special. And if, quite frankly, if I had to choose one game for Dayton to not play well in this week, whether it be the LaSalle game or the Richmond game, well, let's just say I'm going to choose the LaSalle game against a team that isn't very good, that they beat by double digits with maybe their C-minus effort. If I'm being nice, probably more of a D effort, on at least on offense. Defense kind of bumps that up a little bit, though, probably. So we'll see where that goes. But obviously Dayton heads into Saturday. Their tilt with Richmond, who is currently in action right now at, at a time of recording this. They are up 12 on George Washington with 8-19 to go. So it's looking like if that result holds, we will be having the 6-0 versus 6-0 and showdown in Richmond on Saturday, 6-30. Uh, should be a good one. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's talk about Archie Miller's return. Uh, Saturday, great day at the arena. I was there. Uh, the former host of this show, Dan Sullivan, many of you know him as Sully, uh, was also there. We shared a beverage uh, pregame. You know, talked about the season, caught up a little bit. It's the first time I'd seen him this year. Uh, since I haven't been able to make it up to very many games. And he asked me, you know, how, how do you think today is going to go? And I told him straight up, I was like, I think we're going to kick their ass. And that's exactly what Dayton did. They win 96-62. to 62. The offensive explosion that we've been waiting for in A-10 play finally comes. It goes without saying they, they lead wire to wire. They score the first 11 points of the game. And they handle their business. And uh, Archie Miller... Received a very nice and warm reception from the the Flyer faithful crowd on on Saturday, which I thought he would. You know, it, it'd take a special kind of idiot to go and boo the guy that has given Dayton their most consistent years of success in terms of making the tournament and doing all these sorts of things and being a successful program that Dayton's ever had. So, a, a nice warm hand for Archie, and then um, that was about the only warmth that. Archie Miller received on Saturday because once the game started and the ball was tipped, uh, he was pulling his hair out. He was stomping around. He was throwing his arms up in the air. Uh, he was trying to get in on the defense a little bit, which is just hilarious that two games in a row, Dayton has had the opposing coach basically on the floor playing defense. And for what it's worth, both times the coaches came out to do that, the players made the shot. So uh, you know maybe they should just quit doing that or keep doing it, I guess, if, if Dayton is just going to keep making shots like that when the coach is you know, four feet onto the floor. I mean, Archie Miller... I don't know if, if all of you have seen the photo, but Archie Miller is on the floor. He's like on the three-point line playing defense or on the court. 
and I don't and I don't know how these refs are doing absolutely nothing about it. But it is what it is. You just got to move forward and and play through it, I guess. If the refs aren't going to do anything about it, but it, it's it's just pretty remarkable that that happened to Dayton two games in a row, and nothing came of it except for six points. So there you go. Uh, in that game, looking through the box score there, I, as I mentioned earlier, Javon Bennett, twenty two points. He was eight of nine from the field, four or five from three. Uh, he chipped in three assists, two steals. Deron Holmes at twenty one. Uh, they make up the bulk of the score. Uh, and Kobe Brea also, 15 points, 5 of 7 from 3. Fuego did his thing. For, for some reason on the ESPN box score, they put Kobe Brea all the way at the bottom. I don't understand why. Um, anyway, back to the point. Dayton plays extremely well. Everybody contributes. Uh, the walk-ons get in. Brady Yule has a, a nice five-minute stretch. He goes to a 5 for 6 points, makes two threes. Uh, arena went bananas when he did it was a lot of fun. It's always fun when the walk-ons can uh, go in and, and get some minutes. Uh, Isaac Jack scored eight points, four or four from the field, five rebounds. He continues to just get better and better and better. And then everybody just kind of filled in, you know, where they saw fit. Kobe Elvis only took four shots. Uh, Nate Santos only took six. Uh, the majority of the starters played below 26 minutes. Deron Holmes only played 24 minutes. Kobe Elvis only played 22 so, you know, you get some nice rest for some of your guys. And, you know, Dayton, that's uh, the best game Dayton has played uh, probably since the UC game, I would say. Uh, they they looked very crisp. They look very sharp. Uh, and if that's the kind of offense we're going to get on a given night, you know, and it, it doesn't even need to be that that kind of output. If we just get something around that output every night, Dayton is going to be a tough team to deal with uh, in the Atlantic 10 or otherwise. So that kind of wraps things up. I do want to talk about Deron Holmes here a little bit. Um, I think a lot of people are starting to come to the realization that th these are the final games we're going to be watching Deron Holmes play for Dayton uh, as we move forward. And he's been a tremendous player from the minute that he stepped on campus. Uh, he comes in, he's the highest rated recruit that Dayton ever signs. And that was no secret. That was very well publicized. So he comes into the program with a lot of expectations. And not only has he reached those expectations, he has exceeded those expectations and how he has played. He has been the best player on this team from the minute his feet touched down in Dayton, Ohio. He's been the best player in this program. And here we are three years later after he arrives and he's flourishing. The The national media is starting to, to take attention of, of his play and his team, you know, much like they did with Obi. You know, not quite to the extent that Obi was, but um, it's... He's starting to get the the national recognition, much like Obi did that year. And the fact that Obi did that, nobody knew who he was. He we just we found him, we stashed him, he redshirted, he did all those things. You know, obviously Obi's path is well documented, but Deron Holmes had the complete polar opposite of that path. He came in with all the expectation in the world, and has exceeded it and then some. And in today's day and age, where you can leave and you can transfer. You can hit the portal at a moment's notice. And how easy it could have been for him. He's like, you know what? I did my two years at Dayton. I didn't make the NCAA tournament. So you know what? I'm I'm going to go play at Kentucky. Or I'm going to go play at Arizona. Go back to Arizona, who's who's very good this year. And Duran would fit right in with that Arizona squad. And he's like, no, I want to stay here. I want to play for Coach Grant. I want to play at Dayton. And that's a pretty remarkable thing. And that's something you don't see a whole lot of nowadays, especially – in college sports and especially in college basketball. And, you know, you, you hope Dayton can get these players like him, but the, the cruel reality of it all 
is it's going to be harder and harder to retain that kind of talent. So Deron Holmes has been a special player. He's been a special member of this program. Uh, it's been an honor to watch him play, and we're not through watching him play yet. He's still got a lot of a lot left to do on the basketball court with that Dayton on his chest. But I just wanted to take a minute and have everybody you know take a step back and appreciate and realize just how good Deron Holmes has been and just how great he has represented the program and represented the team and represented himself and his family. And it's it's been very, very a very remarkable thing. He he's definitely on the short list of my favorite Dayton Flyers I've ever watched. And I think when it's all said and done and you he leaves and goes to the NBA or wherever the his basketball future takes him, I think we're going to look back on him as being a top five Dayton player of all time. And I, I think expectations play into that. I think how he has performed has played into that. Now he doesn't have the, you know, quote unquote tournament success that a lot of these other players have. But when you just strip all that away and look at it from an individual number standpoint, I think we're all going to look back on the career of Deron Holmes and, and realize just how special of a player and just how special of a person he is. And it's just been an honor to watch him play. So I just wanted to do touch a little bit on that before we get into the final segment for tonight. Again, quick show. Couldn't really gather a guest. Busy with work this week. So we're just going to go straight into the A-10 rundown. So three games as of recording this. Uh, Richmond has extended that lead out to 14. So it's looking like they are going to be 6-0 and heading into that game on Saturday. Davidson leads St. Louis, who are just in a bad, bad, bad way, 60-48 to with 9.28 to go. And Fordham is up four on the road against Rhode Island. Rhode Island started 3-0 and and has lost uh, their last two games by a combined uh, roughly 100 points. Uh, so started well for Archie, has not gone very well the last couple, and they're in a dogfight with Fordham at home as of time of this recording. So looking at the standings, obviously our beloved Dayton Flyers sit at 6-0, and top of the league. Richmond, if the result holds like I think it will, will also be 6-0. and They are the only two undefeated teams left there are no one loss teams in the conference in third place you have the Loyola Chicago Ramblers at five and two game and a half back of Dayton a, a good early start to this a10 season for Loyola Chicago a lot of people a lot of questions were asked a lot of questions about whether they are you know legit uh, if they are going to be a good member of the Atlantic 10 and if this season is any indication they are going to fit into this league just fine. Uh, it's good to see, and it's honestly uh, a big, big lift for this league if Loyola can kind of ascend into that middle of the pack, you know, maybe top end kind of program that the A-10 can rely on to give you a quality game throughout a season. Uh, another interesting thing with the Atlantic 10 this year, uh, only two and a half games separate third place and 11th. So it's a big, big pile up here in the middle of the A-10 you have G-Dub, who are looking like they're going to have three losses. Rhode Island potentially have three losses. So it's a lot of teams between two and four and four and two. Uh, VCU is your four and two, and St. Bonaventure is your two and four. Uh, Davidson, St. Louis, Duquesne, and LaSalle are your teams with one win. So they are currently our pillow fight candidates. Uh, that obviously could change. A lot of games left to be played. But uh, a, a striking and surprising uh, bottom four teams. LaSalle is not surprising at all, but... Uh, Duquesne is is surprising to be down there. It turns out uh, this is just like every other Keith Dambrot season where they, everybody buys into Duquesne at the beginning of the A-10 season uh, after a quote-unquote good non-con, and then they get into A-10 play, and all of a sudden they can't win anymore. So you know, Duquesne, they had just gotten their first A-10 win of the year. 
Uh, they sit at 1-5. So the, that whole middle of the A-10 is a mess. Uh, St. Joe's gets a big comeback victory over UMass last night to get to 3-3. Three and three. You know, Who's the second-best team in the league? Obviously, at this point, it's Richmond. Uh, they were trailing in that first half, so I thought, again, it's like whenever I think you know, so-and-so, Team X, is the second-best team in the league, uh, then they go and they have an absolute bedshitter out of nowhere uh, against a team that they probably shouldn't lose to. But it, it's looking like Richmond is probably the second-best team in the league. They'll, they'll be the team contending with the Dayton Flyers, and Loyola Chicago may also have something to say about that as well. And obviously, with VCU, you can never really quite count them out uh, after losing their first two uh, A-10 games. They have now won four in a row. So like I said, it was a quick episode tonight. I know, um, you know, that may not make a lot of people happy, but I'm only one man. I only have to do the, I have to do this by myself tonight. Uh, next week, we have a very special guest next week. Uh, many of you know, will know who he is. I'm going to refrain from saying at this time, but it's a, it's somebody that I'm very much looking forward to, to talking on these podcast airwaves. Uh, we have two rules on this show. They are wear red and they are be loud. I want to thank you all again for listening tonight, today, whenever you may be listening. And if you've been listening all season long, I truly, truly do appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, we're just getting started. Uh, we're, you know, the Super Bowl's right around the corner. And then once the Super Bowl's over, everybody full focus into college basketball, at least in my opinion, at least in my field of vision, even though I've been pretty locked on college basketball since uh, the Cleveland Browns were bounced from the NFL playoffs. So, again, we have two rules on this show. They are wear red. They are be loud. And I want to thank you all again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Go Flyers. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.